Welcome to Single Dad Podcast, where today on this episode, episode 3, we're going to talk sports and just how it kind of helps get you through some of the dark days and some of the, the you know, the tough times that you go through, guys. Um, and I'm your host, Eric Sanderson, so I hope you guys enjoy this one. This one's going to be a little different than the previous ones where I kind of talked about, you know, the realization of your marriage failing and trying to deal with that and you know then talking about dating apps on episode two and i really hope you guys really enjoyed those episodes um i'm looking forward to making this something really awesome and something great and i know i've said that a couple times in the previous two episodes but um and i know i test a little bit on sports um i think in both episodes actually to be honest with you um but um more so in the first one um but I, I want you guys to know that um, sports isn't just an outlet um, for guys, you know, for us to um, step away from what's going on in our world and, you know, help us cope with whatever we're dealing with, you know. Um, sports helps a lot of people in a lot of ways. It's not just just me. It's not just what I dealt with, and it's not any of that kind of stuff, Um Sports is amazing. Um, I know these guys make millions of dollars, you know, just to play a kid's game and have fun and, you know, do amazing things. I mean, and, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, the major sports that we watch here in the States, you know, and you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, the NFL or the NBA or MLB or, you know, the NHL. It can be soccer. It can be, you know, um, you know. The Champions League, um, it could be any of those, you know, it could be the Olympics, it could be tennis, it could be, you know, golf, it could be, you know, UFC, boxing, you know, the World Wrestling Entertainment, um, you know, whatever it may be, guys, um, it's it's stuff that brings you through whatever it's got to get you through, and it also brings you closer to your family, you know, your kids, um, you know, I can't tell you guys how many times, you know, I went down to the baseball stadium, you know, like I said, you know, in episode one, you know, I I got lost in trying to find a way, and I leaned on sports, you know, really hard, you know, and I leaned on baseball, you know, I, I really got into the Phillies again, you know, and, and yeah, I was really huge in the football, you know, before I really got back into baseball, you know, as I've gotten older, I've really, 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 really appreciated the the purity of the game. Um, I know it's slow, guys. I know it seems like it's a dying sport. It's not. It's not fast paced. It's not high scoring. It's not. It doesn't really have that wow factor. It doesn't. It, it, you know, the MLB doesn't really market their players. You know, like the NFL does. I mean, the NFL does an amazing job with marketing their players and their product and their you know just everything. I mean, it, it's amazing what the NFL has become, but it has its flaws, like everything else. You know, I mean, look at it. I mean, you know. They ban a guy who kneels for injustice and, you know, the mistreatment of minorities, you know, and, and you know, and police brutality, but yet they allow owners and, you know, guys that hit women and abuse women and mistreat them in certain ways and that and let them play and let them just get suspended and you know, just, you know, a slap on the wrist and, and all this stuff. And, and it just blows my mind that, you know, that sport has such many flaws that, you know, 
it's an issue that I don't want to get into, guys. I really don't, because um, I really do enjoy the NFL. And hey, man, I get it. You know, people make mistakes, people slip up. You know, it's what you do though in those inverse moments that define you as a person and what you stand for, and you know how you get through life. You know, and like I said, guys, when I when I you know when my marriage failed and my kids were not with me, they were over the X's. You know, when when it was fifty fifty. You know, I, I really leaned hard on baseball though. For some reason, you know, it was my saving grace. It got me through so much troubled times you know in my head you know like for that three hours you know it kept my mind from wandering and worrying and freaking out and just having that panic feeling you know and I and I needed that you know that was something that helped me stay grounded something that helped me recover faster to get to where I had to be again it goes back to the whole thing guys you know what is your mask what helps you you know keep that oxygen flow going so that you don't go down so that you can help your kids or you know yourself you know so you got to help yourself first guys you got to figure out what keeps you grounded and keeps you moving forward you know like what's that quote-unquote mask that you know I, I referenced to that airplane you know flight attendant thing in episode one you know and you guys need to find that you know and I, and I really think baseball was that for me you know I mean if you walk into my bedroom you know I, I have Philadelphia Phillies you know bobbleheads signed baseballs uh you know all over the place you know and, and you know I have other other memorabilia in my room you know like I, I'm a big comic book geek man I, I you know I met Stan Lee I, I have an autograph from Stan Lee I, I have autograph from Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes hanging up i you know, I have a Bucky LASIK skateboard autographed. You know, I've got Bruce Campbell hanging up. I got most of the cast members from Back to the Future, you know, and I've met them, you know. And it's amazing that how many things that I have hanging in my room that, you know, I wish I had a man cave for. I just don't. You know, I, I have a small house. You know, I've, I've given the girls the master bedroom because there's two of them and one of me. And I got their room and their room is way smaller than what my room is. But you know what, guys? I figure it out. I make things work, you know, and I still lean on sports, guys. I still do it to this day, you know. I I try to go as many baseball games as possible. I mean, last year I went to tw- uh, yeah, about 20 games last year. I think it's about 20. Um, and I took my kids to like six of them, guys. My kids love going to the ballpark now. I mean, the Phillies just started this year. You know, they're doing pretty okay so far. You know, they're getting some rough spots. You know what, though? My kids want to go down. They want to go to the ballpark. They want to watch this team. They want to cheer this team with me. They want to have fun. They love the Fanatic. You know, I I loved the Philly Fanatic as a kid. And then watching my kids love the same character that I did is just something that is so surreal and just awesome. And just to, like, instill in my kids the love and the passion that I have for the Phillies and the Eagles and the Flyers and the Sixers, you know. But I also want them to, you know, develop their own sense of, like, team in, like, I want them to cheer for them, not just because Daddy does, but also because they like to and they they, they grow attached to them, um, you know. And I want my kids to be involved in sports, guys. I, I try I try to tell them, like, you know, and I, and I try to get them involved in sports. I want them to get that team mentality you know and I mean they're six like yeah I know a lot of parents force it on their kids and they want their 
kids to be in sports and be involved and do things and and participate and i want that i really do you know i ask my kids all the time hey do you want to play softball do you want to go sign up for karate do you want to you know try soccer or you know lacrosse or whatever it may be you know they say no they say no daddy i don't want to no daddy i don't want to no daddy i don't want to and that's fine you know i'm not going to force them to do something they don't want to do um I didn't play much sports growing up as a kid. You know, my dad wouldn't let me. You know, he always thought I was going to get hurt. Thought something bad was going to happen. Like I said, you know, he's, you know, he lived a sheltered life. You know, he never wanted anything to do with something that was more out of his comfort zone. Or he felt like it was just not what I was meant to be, you know. And, And I regret it. I wish I pushed the envelope a little bit. So... I try not to do that to my kids and I don't, you know, I don't want to push the envelope with my kids when they're ready. They're ready. You know, when, when they're, when they come to me and say, Hey daddy, I do want to play that. Or daddy, I, I, I don't want to play this, but I want to try this. I'm going to be like hundred percent behind him. Like, you know, sweethearts, you do it, you go. Cause I'll be there cheering for you, clapping, hollering, you know, being the best cheerleader that I can be. Because you know what guys, at the end of the day, that's all we are, you know, like, we're just we're just we're just their their cheerleader you know their support you know i told my friend you know a few years ago you know when i realized that right when my divorce fell apart and i mean my marriage fell apart and you know you know i had my kids half the time and and then when like i started to get them more you know and and like they were around more and i realized that i'm not like let's just let's just back up a second like take life life is like a movie right like you're from the moment you're born to the day you die this is your life this is your movie you're you know you're telling it you're showing it to the world um but then when you have kids you become their supporting actor they're the main actor or actress in their role in their life and you're just that supporting cast and and that's fine. You know, I I I realized that I can't be the starring role in my life anymore because I have to be the supporting actor and the supporting cast in the in the roles in their lives. And I'm excited about that. I love doing that, you know, and and I didn't realize that until, you know, like I said, until the marriage fell apart. And yeah, maybe this probably should have been brought up in episode one, but you know, I, I think about things as, as I have these conversations and I do these podcasts and then something will trigger a memory that I had. And that's what this whole conversation is about is sports and where my head goes. And it makes me think about things because I can relate to an, an event that I can remember that that was around a certain event with a sport. And it makes everything seem so much clearer. Um, you know, I, I try to dedicate as much time guys as I can to my family and sports and entertainment and doing fun things with my kids and I don't know I feel like that without sports I, I don't know if I would have gotten through some of the hardest days you know I, I mean like I said I went to man I I went up to Boston, you know, to see the Phillies play in Fenway Park. You know, that was a dream of mine, a goal of mine to go to Fenway Park. Check out that, you know, 
ever since Yankee Stadium got torn down, you know, I, I missed out on that. And I and I told myself that I wouldn't want to miss out on another vintage original stadium, you know, and Fenway was one of them, you know, and and I did that. You know, I went up with my buddies on a on a Monday morning, you know, we got up so early and we drove straight up to Boston, you know. By the time we got to Boston, it was like I think two o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon. I remember us parking in a parking garage, walking around the city of Boston for a little bit. The game didn't start till seven o'clock on a Monday night. You know, we we ate at this amazing burger place, guys. Um, it was on diners, drive-ins, and dives. You know, with Guy Fieri. Um, I got the burger that was on the show. You know, it was it was awesome. You know, it had you know uh, mac and cheese uh, on it with cooked into the cheese you know the burger and everything was just amazing and it was good you know the people up there are are, are definitely interesting you know they're 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 very nice you know we we walked out and you know me and my buddy you know we went and got a starbucks coffee you know because we were tired you know and we wanted to be awake for the game so we walked around the corner and got a starbucks and we came back around and you know we started walking towards the stadium and we we didn't know where we were you know we're, we're not from boston and you know, this this older gentleman, he was like, hey, you guys look lost. And we were like, yeah, we're just trying to find Fenway Park. And he's like, oh, I'll walk you guys to where you guys got to go. And then, you know, it, it's just a block or two away. You know, we were like, wow, that's so awesome. You know, and very, you know, it was just very refreshing. And, you know, and Fenway is, is, is it is, you know, everything you think it would be, you know. And it's very interesting, you know. It's very got that old school feel to it and it's alive it's very much alive their fans are passionate their fans are intense you know but that's what every team though you know and that's what makes sports great but you know we walked in you know we did the metal detector thing it's great you know on the back side of the stadium you know or front side whatever you want to call it they close down two sides of the streets and have metal detectors you walk in those and then there's like a party going on on the street and like you know there's stores across the way that's owned by the team and food and bars and cool things you know they've really done a good job of expanding the stadium and making the experience um so amazing with the limited space that they got because they're so like landlocked and stuck in that area and and it's just amazing to see and um you know it was really cool you know and um you know the game was amazing you know we had amazing seats seeing the green mile in person and you know it being to my right you know and you know the fans were great you know we were talking about how bad both our bullpens were at that time you know and you know just enjoying the game and you know the game went to extras you know we were like all right well man if this goes if this goes 10 innings you know after the 10th inning we got to leave you know we ended up staying till the 11th you know and we by the time we walked back to the car it was like 11 30 and um you know i remember two of my buddies slept I, I can't sleep and drive you know in the car with somebody so i ended up driving us back through the night um i got back home it was probably like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning um you know and i remember no it was even later than that it was way later than that it was like what did i say that it was like four thirty in the morning or five o'clock something like that it was around there because i remember only getting like an hour hour and a half of sleep to get up the next day to go to work um it was like a power nap you know i took a power nap i, I chugged like you know a bunch of cups of coffee and i got to work and you know, I, I was exhausted, but at least, you know, I, I, I did it, you know, I did something fun, I did something great, you know, and, 
you know, just to show you how how amazing it was, you know, I I wish I could do it again and I want to do it again, you know, but I want to take my kids, you know. I don't I don't want to do that Boston trip alone. I don't want to go without them this time. Um because they should experience Boston. Boston is is an amazing town. You know, it's an amazing city. Like, you know, yeah, they win a lot sports-wise. I mean, I mean, look at the Patriots. I mean, good Lord. They've won, what, six championships or something or seven championships or what? I've, I've lost count, you know. Um, but it's okay, though. You know, you know, my Philadelphia Eagles, you know, they, they took down those guys, you know, and they won the Super Bowl. And, you know, and I'm okay with that. You know, we got one, you know, but it's one in my lifetime. You know, most people never got to see one. Um and we'll jump in the Eagles in a little while, but, um, you know, then that same season, you know, I went up to MetLife Stadium, you know, and MetLife, um, I never was at the old, you know, the old, uh, Shea Stadium, um, but it's cool, they have the, you know, it's the same thing with Fenway, and the same thing with there, they have the original base plates in the parking lot, you know, and so does Citizens Bank Park. They have the same thing, you know, where Veterans Stadium used to be. They have, you know, home first, second, third, pitcher's mound. Um, and I took pictures of all that stuff, guys, you know, and, and it was cool. Um, you know, and um, City Field, I like what they did. You know, they have, it's got that old school look with a new school touch on the inside. Um you know, their Hall of Fame is awesome. You know, it's downstairs. It's in the main concourse. It's, you know, it's it's open to whoever and any fan, you know, whereas like, you know, you go to Citizens Bank Park, you need a ticket to get in the Hall of Fame Club, which is, you know, where they got all their cool stuff, you know, but they don't even have like their trophies on display in Citizens Bank Park, you know, like, whereas they do, you know, the fans can look at it through a glass, you know, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, the history and the lore of, that team even though i don't like them you know i respect that they put it out there so that their fans can really see it and be a part of it whereas the phillies keep you away from that um and that's really disappointing you know i wish they would allow their fans to really see the history and the 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 lore of the team i mean the the team is very historic i mean they've you know i mean they've lost the most losses in any professional sport um you know but they've also been very successful you know they've they've been around for such a long time and so many great players have come through here and you know it, it goes on and on but you know and then you know i went to camden yards that same year and Camden Yards, guys, is by far one of the most uh, gorgeous stadiums I've ever seen. It's one of the oldest stadiums as well. Not the oldest, but it, it's getting up there. Um, you know, I mean, Cal Ripken Jr. played there. I mean, come on, man. He can't get much better than Cal Ripken. I mean, the guy was one of the best players and toughest players I've ever seen growing up as a kid. Um, you know... And I remember it being so cheap, everything so cheap, you know, and they gave Fan Appreciation Day, they gave out a hoodie, a hoodie, like a really nice hoodie that I still have, that I still wear, um, you know, it's, it's not, you know, that I, you know, I have anything against wearing another team's colors, you know, um, you know, they're an American League team, you know, they're bad, you know, so I don't have a problem wearing it, um, I, I'm definitely a Phillies fan, you know, 110%, if not more, um, but I thought that was cool. They gave out a hoodie. You know, the Phillies gave out a flathead little 8 by 10 or 8 by 11 you know, little schedule with, you know, Hoskins on it and um, a, a light switch cover of the Fanatic. Like, 
Woohoo. Uh, I know it sounds like I'm bashing the fills here, but I mean, some of their giveaways and some of their stuff has been really sad and lacking. And I mean, look at this year alone. I mean, compared to last year, I mean, opening day, they gave out a really nice adult knitted winter hat. And then this year, they give you a rally towel. Like, woohoo, a rally towel. Woo! Um, I feel like, you know, they've, they've, they've kind of cut back on certain things. I mean, they've made a ton of upgrades to the ballpark, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but anyways, um, and then I went down to Nationals Park, you know, too, I, I did that too that same year, and, and that, that place is boring, it's blah, there's not much, there's not much history with the Nationals, though, you know, and, and I get that, you know, so there's just no real wow factor in Washington, um, you know, parking was expensive, I mean, it was $50 to park across the street, and, you know, we ended up going down a few blocks and parking in a parking garage and paying 20 bucks, I mean, I, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather do that any day, every day, uh, I thought 50 bucks was outrageous. Um, and, and and please, if you live in Washington or you're a Nationals fan, please don't think that I'm bashing on your team or anything like that just because I like the team that I like because where I'm at. You know, I'm not bashing on your team. Your team's very good. Your team's very impressive, even without Harper. And, you know, it's it's a dangerous team you got, you know. Um, I'm just saying that your ballpark is not very good in the ranks of the ones that I've been to. If anything, it's probably the least fun, entertaining stadium I've ever been to. I've been to six. So, um, no offense, but yeah, it, it's it's pretty lacking in the department of overall baseball feel, cost of food and parking for where it is and what it is. It's just not, it's not good. Um, maybe in a few more years it could be I mean it might be better but I don't know you know I don't know much about Washington I don't know much about down there but um but you guys are good fans though I mean you guys are you know uh you cheer for your team you know when when they're doing good but you know you, you do let us come down there and we take over your stadium at times and you know it is what it is you know and that, but that's what sports are you know it's about passion and drive and just just you know giving you something to take your mind off whatever is going on in the world i mean take 9-11 for example and i don't want to go back that far but i'm going to go on it real quick um you know the yankees and mets played each other and it was just everybody just they put that whole city on their back and they just played the game of baseball and people just forgot about it for five minutes just of how bad things are and you know that's something that every u.s citizen will probably remember is that you know and you know, it's just amazing how sports brings people together, you know, regardless of what we're going through, what we're dealing with, you know, and, and I look forward to trying to get in a couple more stadiums this year, you know, I, I, I want to try to get to Pittsburgh, I hear Pittsburgh's amazing, I want to try to get up to Toronto before my passport runs out, you know, because, you know, we need a passport to go to Canada, um, and then I, I and I do want to get up to the New Yankee Stadium this year, I think I want to try to get those three um, sometime this year, if I can, I mean, if I can't, you know, it's fine, you know, my like I said, my kids come first, you know, money comes first, you know, I got to make sure my bills are paid, you know, and, you know, there's clothes on my kid's back and food on the table, you know, you know, my clothes, you know, it is what it is, you know, I'm not too concerned with buying myself clothes, you know, my clothes is decent, it's okay, it's not great, it's, it's manageable, it gets me by, I do what I got to do, um, you know, but, you know, I find sports as an outlet to help me focus in and just keep pushing forward, you know, put that mask that oxygen mask on and just go um it's amazing 
you know, I, I can't tell you how much fun it's been, you know, and like I said, I mean, when I took my kids for the first time to a Phillies game, you know, I have, I have the two certificates from the Phillies that they hand out when your kids are the first time you take your kid to the baseball stadium, you know, the, you know, it's signed by the manager, and, uh, and like, you know, you fill out their name on it, you know, it's a, it's not a real signature by the manager, you know, it's like one of those screen printed ones, but still, it's cool, I have it framed, I have them both hanging in my living room with, with other stuff that my kids have done and made and stuff, I like a wall, you know, that stuff that I just can't put, put away, you know, I have a picture of them when they were in the newspaper from a from a, um, a carnival or a, um, a fair or a festival, you know, and, you know, it was amazing, and, you know, I, I can't tell you guys enough, man, I, sports doesn't have to be something that you waste money on, or it's boring, or it's, um, you know, look at it as more as something that's a relief, um, something that you can, you can lean on, you know, it doesn't always have to be a person, it doesn't have to be friends, it doesn't have to be family, it doesn't have to be therapy, it can be sports, you know, because guys, growing up as a kid, sports was one of the most fun things that I've ever got to do with my buddies, you get out there, there's no thinking involved, you just do it, it's fun, you're laughing, you're having a good time, that still applies, even when you're not playing, it brings back those memories, it brings back those feelings, it's those types of moments that man just brings it all together you know and you know like i've had some good times at you know 99 percent of the times i've had good times at, at sporting events you know and i've never really had a bad one um you know even when i was with my ex-wife you know we had a really good we've gone to a bunch of games together you know it was great you know it was good times you know and that'll never sour that at that ballpark even knowing that me and my ex broke up um, you know, like, you know, I take, I take a lot of pride in going to the ballpark, knowing that no matter what I'm there for what it is, it's the game and the memories and the joy and the passion and the joy of just high-fiving random people and laughing and the heckling and just, you know, I don't heckle guys. I don't, I usually, I really don't, you know, and, and, and let that's for all the other drunk, crazy idiots. Um, I'm there to enjoy this, enjoy myself, have a good time, keep to myself, cheer, high five people when it's the right time, you know, but, you know, and, and I wish I got to do other sporting events, you know, I, I, I wish I could go to some Sixers games more often, I wish I could go to some Flyers games more often, but the Flyers, man, they are so out of touch with their fan base, it's insane, you know, they, they don't take anything that the fans say and go with it, they just want to do them, they're raising ticket prices, but yet they put trash out on the ice, all the time, and I don't mean to sit here and bash the Flyers, but I'm a Flyers fan, so I have a right to have my opinion. Remember, guys, it is just an opinion, but, you know, leave comments how you feel about my teams, you know, like I said, I'm an Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers fan, four for four, true diehard, you know, you know, I had a great time with the Sixers in 2001 when they made their run, you know, you know, they, they lost, you know, this Sixers team this year, I'm not sold on them, you know, with the, the Butler, the Harris, and and Bede and Simmons and and JJ and all those other guys, you know, you know the the Amir Johnsons and the TJ McConnells and you know Boban and you know Mike Scott and all these other people they uh, you know got 
you know, and watching them get their butts kicked to the Nets the other day was just a travesty. Like, you know, I told my buddy Ray, you know, I was like, hey, if you want to bet some money on the on the game, you should bet on the Nets because I got a feeling my gut tells me that the Sixers are going to lose. And he's like, you think so? And I go, I know so. I just got that gut feeling that they're going to lose, like a real strong gut feeling they're going to lose. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go do it. And then at the last minute, he's like, well, is Embiid playing? And I said, he is. It's a, He is. And it's only been, you know, it's like 10 minutes before game time, but he is going to play. And he's like, all right, I'm not going to bet on him. Then I said, I think you should. I said, I still think they're going to lose. And I think they're going to lose by 8 to 10 points. And they ended up losing by that. Um, you know, it was just a real strong gut feeling. And he didn't bet. And he was like, man, I should have done that. And I was like, you probably should have. Uh, and I don't bet. So I don't, I don't gamble. I don't do that. So it's not my thing. I don't, I think it takes away from the sport. I don't, and I definitely don't bet against my teams. So even when I got a gut feeling they're going to lose, I definitely don't bet against them. I always feel like they're going to win and I want them to. So that's why I never bet against them to lose because then I feel like I'm not a fan of my team. Um, so yeah, but guys, you know, like I can't stress enough. You got to find ways to, to make things work and make things meet and and sports was it, you know, even if it's exercising or trying to get into exercising or running. Like I said, I mean, I got into running for a while, you know, to hurt my foot. My foot still hurts, you know, I'm trying to ease my way back into it again and just slowly build myself back. But, you know, I did a Spartan race. I did a I did a rugged maniac run. Um, actually, it was probably the other way around rugged and then Spartan. And then I did a, um, a 5K. Then I did another 5K. And then right from there, I went straight to a 13.1 mile, which is really dumb. But um, And I was training for it, though, and I was doing really well. I was making good progress, and then my foot got hurt. And I took some time off. I took like a month and a half off. Then there was like a month left, and I started running again. And I couldn't get myself up in shape good enough to really do a good performance in the run, but I did it. I I I pushed myself to make that work, you know, I made it, I finished it from start to finish, and then the 13.1 mile, disappointing time, I walked across the finish line, didn't jog, I didn't run, I couldn't, my legs were too sore, my calves were going to explode, but I walked across that finish line, guys, you always want to finish, no matter what you do, you know, I took a lot of pride in it, I'm very prideful in the fact that I hang that medal up on my wall, you know, my kids are proud of me, you know, um, and that's it, that's what it's about, being proud of something, being involved in something, finding something that you're passionate about and stick with it. It helps take your mind and what makes you stop wandering and worrying. And there's just certain things you can and you can't control. And that's all I'm trying to do, guys, is give you guys some advice to find ways to get control, free harness yourself and don't give up and just keep pushing. Put that mask on, keep breathing in, whatever it is that makes you keep going so that you take care of yourself, that allows you to take care of your kids and that potential future girlfriend or wife or whatever it may be. Um, and guys, I hope one day that I do get to have a girlfriend and maybe a future wife. I don't know, because right now, I don't think I want that right now in my life. I don't have time for it. I don't feel like I have the necessary want to deal with all the added chaos of it. But, you know, we'll see, you know, in, in due time, you know. Um Guys, I think, you know, I'm going to give you, on this one, my top five. Since we basically talked about baseball the whole time, I'm probably going to give you my top five 
man, I don't even know. I would say top five Phillies players of all time in my eyes. Um, and mine's going to be really bad. You guys are going to laugh. You guys are going to comment and say, you know, that's a terrible top five. You know, there's so many other great Phillies players than the ones that I picked. But, you know, I'm 35. I grew up, you know, with that 08 team, you know, more so than any other team, you know, the early 90s teams. You know, I grew up, you know, with like the 93 team, you know. So for me, it's 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 a weird group, you know, like, um, you know, my top five, you know, there's going to be it's really tough to be making a top five. Um, but I'm going to go with who number five. Mike Schmidt just because of how great of a ball player he is you know and how much he means to the Philadelphia Phillies um I didn't get to see much of him as a child um I've only seen highlights you know I haven't really got to see other things much of him um number four I'm gonna go with ah man it's tough I'm gonna go with Chase Utley and Again, I don't know if he should even be in my top five, but he is, um, you know, number three is going to be Jimmy Rollins, number four, Ryan Howard, I mean, not number four, number two, Ryan Howard, and number one, all time for me, for a Philly, ooh, man, I don't even know, I'm going to go Harry Callis just because he's the voice and I can't listen to a game without not hearing Harry Callis. I know he's not a player. I know he's not any of that stuff. But to me, he is and was the Philadelphia Phillies. That's all I knew growing up as a kid. That's all I heard. He was the epitome of the Philadelphia Phillies. I have a picture of Harry on my wall that's of every saying that's ever said that he's ever said basically. And it's just running across and it makes a picture of Harry and you know, I can't tell you guys how much I miss Harry Callis calling Phillies games, you know. Um, and I hope one day I can get an autograph that was his that someone has bought that they want to get rid of. And I'll buy it and I'll have to hang it up next to it with all my other Philly stuff. But, yeah, guys, so I know it's a weird top five. So, please, comment. Give me your top five Phillies of all time. Give me your top five favorite baseball players of all time. You know, I'll talk about that. I'll give you my top five. You know, I'll say, hey, guys, you know, on this podcast, you know, I'll just do all top fives, you know, and this is what it is, you know, top five of this, top five of that, um, but yeah, guys, please, I want you guys to keep listening, I want you guys to keep finding my show, I hope you guys enjoy it, I want this to be something that really grows into something, I want to go on a journey with you guys, um, so yeah, so next week, um, you know, I'm gonna start doing these every week, you know, see how this goes, you know, hopefully build this into something, um, something special, you know, um, so guys, thank you again, I can't thank you enough, please keep listening, I really enjoyed this so far, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I want you guys to know that I'm being as real as possible. I'm talking from the heart. I don't write anything down. That's why these come off and sound and maybe go all over the place. But I want these to be genuine and real. And I don't want to take any prep into these. You know, I don't want to sit there and write stuff down. Maybe as the show gets bigger and it gets better, then I will. But as of right now, I don't have a lot of money. I try to keep it as simple, basic as possible. And maybe as the show grows along and you guys support it, and make it something, you know, I'll do giveaways, you know, I'll have merchandise that I'll give away to you guys, you know, I'll donate half the money to charity, you know, stuff like that. So, so I want to really make this something. I want to give back to something and just make this something enjoyable for not only me, but for you and for everybody. So please, thank you again. I really appreciate you guys tuning in to Single Dad Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Eric Sanderson. Have a great day. Enjoy your week.